Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Show. I was going to say Brotherly Pod, and then I was going to say Flyers ID. No, it's the Angry Negative Show. Sunday, August 16th, 2020. I totally forgot it was Sunday, by the way. Dude, I, I hate this shit. The first, it's a 3 o'clock game on Friday. Now it's an 8 o'clock game on a yeah. Sunday. Like, Why not put the, the 3 fuck? o'clock game on the weekend? But what do I know? Flyers did win, mercifully. <laughs> 1-0. They beat the Canadians. Beat being a... Uh, they Pretty scored more goals than they, they Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the score sheet technically says they won. But uh, it, was, it wasn't quite the, one, uh, the runaway train that Game 2 was in the sense of Montreal just kicking the shit out of them. But uh, it still felt like the Flyers were chasing a lot of this game, especially later on. But uh, at the same time, I never felt like Montreal had control in the sense like they were going to score. Usually when the Flyers turtle in the third period, it's like, oh boy, here comes seven goals from the opposition. Game over. But I never really felt that way today, despite how they were playing. Yeah. This was, um, this is what I think the series is going to look like between these two teams. Thank God the Flyers won, so obviously, you know, they're halfway there. Montreal's going to have to start opening things up. They're the team that's going to have to try for a win. I think now that there's now there's actually a little bit of pressure on Montreal. Like, because, like we've said, they're playing with house money. They can play looser than the Flyers, what whatnot. Now that they're down two games to one, you know, now that they're here, they're going to try to win it. So they should feel a little bit more pressure now, I think, heading into game four. But, uh, yeah, this game was boring as all hell, man. Kind of a whole the way the whole series has been, at least from my perspective. It's been fucking boring. Neither team is... Uh taking control Canadians are just throwing everything plus the kitchen sink at the Flyers and they're not necessarily dominating the play but because of their style of play the Flyers can't dominate either you're just getting no. a bunch of nothing happening hockey and 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 for both teams, really, when they do finally break through the shit storm the other's throwing at them, then you got the two best goalies in the world facing off here. Right. And we've yeah, seen that. And the Flyers especially, we saw it last game, uh, in game two. In the rare chances where they got past the Canadians, then they're facing Carey Price, who's looking a whole lot more like 2015 Carey Price than he is 2018 Carey Price. Yeah, he definitely is, man. What was the score at the end of the first one? Uh, two to one? Two to one, yeah. So... The Flyers have only scored three goals in three games against Carey Price, and here's—I have to bring this up, okay? Because I've—I brought it up on Twitter a couple times, and I've had a couple guys tell me to go fuck off, whatever. It's Twitter, but Vino played. Uh, Vino coached the Canucks team back in 2011 against the Bruins team coached by Claude Julien. And I keep getting, yeah, there's no significance, blah, 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 different players. The players play the games. And I'm like, yeah, but the coaches implement the systems. 
right? And the Canucks in that series didn't score more than three goals in any of those games. And they only scored two goals or more in two out of the seven. Okay? And I'm wondering, here's the significance of that, if the Claude Julien system is kind of the kryptonite to the Elaine Vigneault system, right? Because all we've seen the Flyers do all year is play their game. In each period, they play their game. You know, they slowly dominate games. The way the Canadians play, it's not allowing the Flyers to do that. And it's frustrating as all hell to watch. I think we saw it a little bit in this game that the Flyers have made adjustments. Um, but they were still only able to muster up one goal. I think for the rest of this series, that this is what we're going to see. one nothing, 2-1, to 3-2 to two games. Hopefully the Flyers come out on top of them. Two more. They only need two more. This is, a, this is going to be a frustrating series. I don't think it's going to get any more exciting than what we're seeing. How long ago was that? Uh, that was Nine 20. Years? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously the talent on the teams is different, you know, with the with the Bruins. I mean, the, you would it take that Bruins It reminds me a lot move. of the uh, Tampa-Columbus series last year. Okay. Where it was one team in Tampa determined to play their style of game. You know, yep. they weren't going to change. They were going to take it. And Columbus come in and said, fuck you, we're going to win by playing good defense and having a good goaltender. Which, by the way, it's incredible that that is groundbreaking shit here in 2020, that you win <laughs> hockey games by fucking playing strong. But it feels the exact same way. The Flyers, through the first two games, just kind of tried to do what they've done all year, which is kind of weather the early storm and then come in and take control. And they just never could do that. Montreal right. just never let, never let them have that chance. And we saw it very much again today. Montreal, they don't give a shit. They're just down there just kicking the Flyers' ass physically. And yeah. uh, that leads to Joel Farabee was the big scratch. Gosses, Baron, Farabee were out. Haig and Raffle back in. It was the right move from a defensive point. Haig over Ghost. Absolutely the right move. Gossesbeard, that one good game, and then he, he kind of disappeared last game. Haig is totally the better fit for this kind of series than Ghost is. Farabee's an interesting one. I was furious when I saw it was him over JVR. But uh, I believe it was uh, Mertita said something along the lines of, Farabee's taking a lot of punishment. Maybe this is a game for him to sit down and rest. When he said that, I'm thinking, that's true. He's gotten his ass kicked in these playoffs yeah. thus far. As a young guy, you know, he took, I believe, uh, got crushed by Shea Weber last game and quite a few hits. He was the one uh, net front redirecting the puck. So I'm sure he's uh, probably not feeling great. Maybe keeping him refreshed throughout the playoffs would be the better way to go so we can keep this uh, high level of energy up. Yeah, and I hear you. I, I understand the disappointment. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's it's valid. It's You're right in thinking that way. Number one, because JVR has been trash. Uh, number two is because Farabee has been one of the better forwards, I think, in the series. You know, he, he scored a goal, uh, one of the only three goals on price in the series. Uh, he plays a tough style. But I think where the Canadians uh, differ a little bit from the Flyers is they have guys like Shea Weber, uh, Sherratt, Petrie. Those are big dudes, and they're throwing the body around back there. Like Shea Weber's it, still a fucking beast. Dude, like Good he's Lord. just a, a mountain of a man, dude. Like he's just punishing everybody. Like, remember when his I, career was supposedly over in like January? Yeah, had some foot injury. They're like, oh, that's it. He's done. And then he comes back out and he's looking like he's fucking twenty five still. It's incredible. Dude, he's a scary dude, man. Like, I, I actually do fear that he's gonna hurt somebody out there. Like, 
He like uh, props to Coots because I think he had a decent game tonight. Like he's trying to play bigger than he is. Like he's going toe to toe with Shea Weber and uh, you know Shira is no uh, no shrimp out there either. And Coots is giving his all. You know it, it's not showing up on the score sheet, but he's playing these guys tough. I think the top line was far more noticeable tonight than they have been throughout the whole series. Yeah, and, and Voracek looks more comfortable with those guys, doesn't he? He, he couldn't fucking. He did absolutely. He couldn't pass the puck to his own teammate the last two games. Now, let's talk about the goddamn elephant in the room here. This shitty fucking power play. Uh, My God. The f- I got no answer for this. Flyers team. power play through the postseason thus far. Versus Boston, 0 for 2. Versus Washington, 0 for 6. Versus Tampa, 0 for 3. Montreal game 1, 1 for 3. Montreal game 2, 0 for 5. Tonight, 0 for 6. Yeah, I got nothing. I, mean, I think the first three power plays tonight did look a little better movement-wise because they were able to get set up a couple times during the first three. And they looked a little better. They looked a little more on top of things. They were moving. They were you know closing in on price. Fine. But after that, they barely even got set up. And when they're getting, like, it's so... I said this during the last game. When I can sit on my couch... Here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, watching a television going, I know they're going to pass it from Giroud to Provorov, Dvorak, back to Provorov, who's going to take a point blast. You think Montreal doesn't know that either? Like, they can figure this shit out. It's yep. so goddamn boring and easy to read. It was two point where even at the end of the game there, after the Flyers failed on their sixth game, Milbury and Boucher both were like telling the Flyers to fuck off and change something. Because <laughs> they have to. This is, this is atrocious. It's painfully bad hockey. Holy yeah. shit! No, it really is like it, like pitifully bad. One for they twenty-five. They can't. They uh, they couldn't even get the puck into the zone anymore. And I'm like, okay, guys, like I get if you if you go over six on a power play and you're getting chances, I get it. But to not even be able to get set up is pretty pitiful. Uh, I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with they're not able to get pucks in deep, and when they are. Price is handling the puck back there. Price is really fucking them up oh, big time. Carter Hart's puck handling. Holy Oof. fuck. Yeah. This kid is perfect in every single way as a goaltender at his age. But holy Christ, his puck it's handling bad. is some of the worst I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. What is he doing? St- I don't know. Dude, I had to laugh on the one when he just flung it into the stands. God, rehire Steve Mason and let him teach him how to puck handle. Because oh, there you go. Jesus Christ, at? somebody needs to teach this kid what's up. <laughs> Dude, when he flung it into the stands, I I'm had like, to crack up. Like, Jesus Christ, Carter. The Flyers power play 14th during the regular season at 20.8%. It was starting to click towards the end there. I believe so, yeah. And then one for 25 through the postseason. Hey, you know what I was thinking about a little bit? You know how we were ragging on these guys be- the beginning of the season, the uh the big gun guys, how they had a slow star and they were kind of coming around towards the middle in the end. Yeah. It's kind of reminding me of the same thing here. Yeah. Like the Drew, Voracek, JVR, like those three guys. I think it's the biggest issue of this team is like the the win by committee thing where they've got, they can roll out four solid lines and essentially anybody can score is great. You know, we saw it during the round robins, you know, the Farabees and Abe Kubels and Lawtons and, and Hayes. They were all getting it done and producing and contributing, even though the top line wasn't, which is fine. 
But in situations like this, you need your fucking stars to show up. You can't rely on Abe Kubel to score all the goals. As much as I love NAK, he can't do it alone. You need your stars to show up in a playoff series of this caliber. And they're not there. <laughs> it's just... No. it's painful to watch how bad these fuckers are when when it comes to producing offense and and it was the thing that was their big bugaboo all year but because they were able to produce through their depth it wasn't as noticeable now they're not going and now they're everybody you go on twitter i guarantee you everybody's mad at nate thompson right now for some yeah. fucking reason you know it was, he was the fucking chris stewart of the beginning of the year why we don't need to yell at Drew and Couturier for not producing? We have a fourth line who plays nine minutes a night that we can yell at. <laughs> God be damned, the stars. But fuck. Where are these guys? I think this was the first time they were kind of noticeable. And even that, they got one goal and maybe a handful of shots on net. What were their... Uh, let's see they scored here. a goal by accident, basically. More or less, it was a redirect. Drew flung well, it in and just so happened to hit Voracek. And I'm not going to take anything away from him because the goal's a goal, you know. Shots but... on goal. Konechny, two. Raffle, one. Hayes, three. Couturier, zero. Lawton, zero. Van Riemsdyk, zero. Giroux, zero. Grant, zero. Thompson, one. Albi Kubel, zero. Voracek, four. Whew. Nate Thompson, two block shots, four hits, no giveaways. Justin Braun had more shots than JVR, Claude Giroux, and Sean Couturier combined. Death Robert Haig, three block shots. No giveaways. That stuff matters. Yeah. Especially in a series like this. Yep. Only the defense only had one giveaway. It was Phil Myers. Niskanen had six block shots. Sandheim I, th- I thought had a hell of a game. Myers had three shots on goal, one of which was a fucking absolute cannon. Unfortunately, yeah. Carey Price saw it the entire way. Yeah, man. <sighs> Myers hasn't really been noticeable offensively since uh who'd they play in the first game? Boston was it the was Bruins? The yeah. Remember when we were all over uh, all over Myers Cock? Oh yeah, I was all over Myers and Sandheim early. Yeah, and they were good in the round robin, but have uh, kind of disappeared they, since. Yeah, I mean they still look okay. They're just not as noticeable on the offensive side, you know. Yeah. They're not really doing anything that's driving me nuts defensively. This this Canadian team is just. I don't think anybody's really doing against. anything, well, at least the defensemen that are driving me nuts defensively. Yeah. I think even Goss's beard didn't. He had a couple frustrating fucking plays, but his overall wasn't even that bad. No. I think they're playing okay. They're just, on offense, they just, and and maybe it's just me. They don't look like they know how to score on Carey Price. Like, I feel like maybe they're overthinking shit or something because they look like a completely different team. The overpassing like and back and looking yeah, for they the would perfect just go out setups, and play. which is something yeah. I feel like I've been yelling about for years now. You know, the, these cross-ice passes, the highlight reel, they're trying to look for that perfect goal. Just put a fucking puck on the guy. That's how you got your only goal tonight, for Christ's sake. <laughs> like This pretty yeah, passing cool. and shit. I, I feel like I've been yelling about this forever. And they're doing it again, and you just can't play that way against Carey Price. God damn they it. They lose this game. Without Carter Hart, they lose this game. They only had 20 shots on goal. Would have lost this game by uh, another significant margin if it wasn't for Carey Price standing. First playoff shutout for Carey Price, or for Carter Hart, rather. He is the youngest Flyers goalie to do so. Yeah, that's pretty uh, significant there, man. We're going to look back on this and you know, when we're older and... Yeah, we saw him play that, you know. Held the record before him, but it is confirmed that he was the youngest. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. We saw it. We witnessed it. We witnessed it when they went. A one nothing shot out too. Like one it would nothing. be right. Twenty three saves. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He <laughs> played very Price well. Made twenty saves. Carter Hart made twenty three. So there's not even a, a lot of pucks being put on goalies here. It was a boring here. game. I think the Flyers had like twenty some odd block shots though. This felt more like a, this game to me felt more like a playoff game than any game in this series in terms of hitting and blocking shots and, yes. you know, dirtiness and whatnot. Uh, it's 36 to 23 in favor of the Flyers. Block shots. 24 to 10 in favor of the Flyers. Yeah. Holy Christ. So, like, that's great, but it also means the other team's shooting a lot more, right? And that is how this game felt, yeah. Yeah. I don't consider it boring, though. Mainly because it was one nothing the whole time, and I thought for sure the Flyers were going to blow it. So maybe that's what it was. <laughs> it was just like, dude... Was Tell me if, if, if it was like two nothing, I'd probably would have been a lot more bored. Yeah, it just it looks like the Flyers are moving in slow motion to me. Is that does it seem like that to you? Like it feels like they're oh, they're yeah. just a step off constantly. They're not the first guy to the puck, or like they're looking around before they make a move. It's like who are you waiting for, dude? Go get the thing. I think they're trying to be too perfect against a team that is just grinding them down. I think you're right. That's what it. That's what it feels like. Like just go fucking play. It's just one of those teams where it's like, why are we trying to play some classy hockey here? The fucking Habs aren't. Go out there and start fighting back, for Christ's sake, you know? Get something past these guys. I think, I I really think Carey Price and Shea Weber are making it really difficult for them because they, they can't just dump the puck the in and go get it. The star power those two bring amongst the rest of the team is incredible. Yeah. Like, the rest of it's like, who are half of this roster? Then Shea Weber and Carey Price are just kicking ass and taking names. I feel, I feel like, like Shea Weber, Weber played the whole damn nights. game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had uh, 25 minutes yeah. of ice time. which uh, Seven minutes of shorthanded time. So, Provorov uh, played two minutes more than he did. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's pretty awesome. Sandheim over 20 minutes tonight, 21 minutes. That's uh, kind of rare, no? Yeah, I think he's usually around the 19 mark, I think. You're around there. Niskanen, in 23. Braun, 14. Uh, Habe got uh, just short of 13, and Myers just over 14. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I would expect to see Myers. 7.53 on the power play. Holy shit. He was getting some flack again, Matt dude. Matt Niskanen, 4.17 on the power play. What? <laughs> yeah, Whereas, what... Sanheim, 3.45. Myers, 10 seconds. Why is uh why is Phil Myers not on the power play? Yeah, I don't know. He's got that bomb shot. I uh that was the one thing he did better than anybody else with the Phantoms. Now, granted, he can't play that style in the NHL. There's no fucking way he's gonna get obliterated trying to run the power play like he did with the Phantoms. But he can still shoot, my guy. What are we doing here? That's what they need. They need someone with a shot. Uh, and let's talk about this for a second, because I was uh I don't want to say that I'm pro JVR now, okay? Sure sounded like it today. I'm just saying that he could be useful if the strategy is bomb shots from the point. Then I think it was it, it was us talking about this. They oh, need, yeah. We had our marital spat this morning. <laughs> they need a, like a Simmons-type guy, and they don't have that guy. Therapy. Yeah, but JVR, he, for Christ's sake. Maybe check. That's what I'm saying. So, JVR needs to be that guy. And the, I guess what I'm saying is you need to somewhat cater to his skills but if you want to get him going. It's like they've been doing it all year. 
with yeah. no results. 19 goals, four on the power play. I know. Dude, I know. Yeah, I'm not I'm I, not crazy. Theoretically, for JVR. yes. That's what you have to do. JVR is the guy, but how many times can you beat the same dead horse? <laughs> I know, but you it's our horse. Like we own the horse. So. The, well, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Give anybody else a chance. This power play needs a far bigger shakeup than putting JVR's dumbass out there in the top one. You want to hear his time sake. on so No, I don't minutes. actually. I didn't look and I really <laughs> He had four minutes of power play time. He had nine total minutes on the ice tonight. Five minutes of five on five. So he was the out there on the power play, and it still didn't lowest. work. Maybe he's the goddamn issue. The lowest by two minutes. Nine thirty-six. Dude, of time he's on ice. thank dog God. Dog. <laughs> That's less. I feel like he was on there for like about forty-five minutes. Though, to be fair. Doesn't get that much worse than that, dude. Albe Kubel and Derek Grant played two more minutes. He's than he ex- did. almost exclusively a power play guy. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what fucking I, issue. that's what I mean though. Like, and he only played four minutes and they had like twelve. Uh, they had what twelve minutes worth of power play time. Yeah. So I, I guess he's out there. Yeah, he's only out there for four. Pa- uh, God, I guess. So. Damn it. Thirty. I don't fucking know, just, man. Just, just, I don't know. And you can't cater to this guy anymore. They tried all year and it didn't work. And I'm so done with Jake Voracek. And James Reams. And Jake Voracek. Fuck Jake Voracek, too. I think but, AV's uh, done with him, too. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Farabee in over him. But, uh, like, I am seeing, like, flashes of JVR trying to get it going down the side. He had one good play tonight. Which is the and, first time he's had a good play in a Flyers jersey since about 2011. He tried to make a power move, right? Yeah. I think that's the second or third time I've tr- I've seen him try to do that, but he just can never get a shot off. It's like a, some weak like flutter at the net. And yeah, I'm that's like, what he does. Throw fucking pillows at the goalie. Yeah, like he he's got the body, he's got the legs. Like what the fuck's holding him up, dude? Let's go. He shit. That's what's holding him up. Yeah, I got a body and legs too, and I couldn't play in the NHL. <laughs> uh, somebody else I wanted to talk about. So Derek Grant got a little bit of power play time, a minute and thirty nine seconds. Th- any thoughts on that? Probably just desperation. Think, yeah, I think it's definitely desperation. But I think we mentioned him as well. I feel like a, the further we go here with zero results, they're just going to start throwing shit at a wall and hope it sticks. Which yeah. is probably the only thing they can do right now because this broken-ass power play is not getting any better by itself. So yeah, uh, I, I would expect to see some wacky shit happening here in the next few games with this power play time. Why not Why not Raffle out there, man? He's a big body. He could put the puck in the net a little bit. Like Thompson, need... Pitlick, and Raffle were the only three that did not see power play time tonight. Pitlick had a decent... From the forwards. Hagen, Braun, defensively didn't play either. I liked Pitlick tonight. I think he looked good. Yeah, he's energy The first back. time in the playoffs, I think I've actually noticed Tyler Pitlick. Yeah. He damn near killed Xavier Roulet in the corner. <laughs> he did, dude. That was a nice hit. Great. That was a, a beautiful nice hit. hit. TK laid somebody out, I think. There are a couple of big hits tonight. I thought TK had an okay game as well. He had five hits, led the team. Yeah, he looked tied good. With, tied with Considering Rafa. he fucking snapped his foot off in the last game. Yeah, that was oh, pretty Did you see the block Abi Kubel had off of Jeff Petrie? I love that fucking kid, Oh, man. my God. That had to hurt so bad. It was right on yeah. the – he laid down and it hit him right on the top of his foot. I oh, love that had to suck. I had another one that was similar to that, I think, later on. I think it was in his uh, shin that time. 
Yeah. Fuck, you know, like, that's, man. To me, that's just as good of a as, as a goal, <laughs> especially in a one nothing game, dude. Oh yeah, he's uh, that means poor a fucker lot. sacrificing his life out there for that one. Fucking hey, man, but, I love uh, those kind of guys. Hey, we could talk about uh, speaking of guys I love, we could we could talk about Scotty Lawton real quick. This was uh, <laughs> he not was, his best the, hockey game ever. He was trying to give it away, huh? Making a little bit of a challenge two, for Carter. Two uh, bad passes right in front of Carter Hart that got intercepted and almost put in his net. Not the best game. And I saw a lot of people going like, okay, experiment's over, put him back. And uh, I don't think that should happen, at least not yet, because I still think he's going to be your key to the offense here from the second line with Hayes. But, uh, yeah, that was some inexcusable shit tonight from uh, as somebody as long-tenured as Scott Lawton. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I thought it was so funny. I was scrolling my timeline, and every tweet was Lawton. I scrolled down three times. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this guy's been doing so well. It didn't lead to a goal. Like, give him a oh, break. They gave but... up on him after two plays. Yeah. I know, poor guy. I mean, but so here's the thing also. I'd be okay with him playing on the third line, uh, and then you could bring back Farabee into the lineup and plug him right in with Hayes. Farabee and Hayes had some uh, chemistry, didn't they? Farabee, Hayes, so, TK? Yeah. He's, uh, I think Farabee also had with uh, Grant and Abe Kubel. Pretty much anybody that middle six. Yeah, Farabee, uh, Grant, Kubel, that would be a solid the line. First line too. I think Farabee's played with everybody at some point during this postseason, now that I think about it. So, yeah. They got to, I feel like they do have to change something up there. I think Farabee needs to be into the, li- into the lineup. Farabee if he's healthy. in for JVR. And then let Raffle be the fourth liner that he can be. And let Faraby go out there and continue to try and kill himself. Yeah. Raffle, even if it's Raffle, Grant, and uh, Pitlick, that's a really solid fourth line. fourth line. I don't have a problem with Nate Thompson, but I'm seeing this stuff on uh, Twitter. Like It's just these... dumb hate because everybody wants fucking Morgan Frost in. You know what? It, I have it, not it... seen any reasonable argument for taking on Nate Thompson. I'm seeing when he's on the ice... His line has 20 shots. The The opposition's line has like 70 shots or some some crazy shit like that. Great. They're a fourth line. Right. And I saw somebody post something tonight. It was Thompson's line versus Kakanyemi's line. And AV's putting him out there on purpose against them, okay? And the tweet was something like, it hasn't worked out once. And I'm like, wait, I'm looking at the score. It says one nothing us. Right? So I, they didn't uh, give up any goals. So what's the problem here? How was that? whistle there that's weird i uh have watered it down to people just being angry that he's in for more instead of morgan frost which by the way from a fucking <laughs> ranted about this with anthony but the lineup optimization quote unquote unquote quote unquote, i've heard essentially puts frost in over thompson but do you really think without changing any of the lineup except Putting Frost in over Thompson, who would there be or thereby be your fourth line center, is Frost going to do okay from that role? Absolutely not. The guy's going to get his shit kicked in. Okay, playing ten minutes a night on the fourth line. This is from He's people that haven't watched him since a couple highlights when he played juniors. I was with the Phantoms all year. My biggest complaint about the guy is he's getting fucking manhandled, even by other top lines. He can't succeed at the bottom. We saw when he got called up the first time. When he was with Drew and Konechny on the top line, he was fine. The second he got demoted to the third line, 
couldn't do it anymore. He can't hang on a bottom six in the NHL. It's a dumb fucking idea. That's the whole reason you have Grant and Thompson out there, because they know what the fuck they're doing. Sure, they're not going to be flashy. Sure, it may not be perfect. Sure, it may not be your NHL 20 lineup, or you can have Frost on the fucking fourth line. But that's, in the reality of things, especially in a series that the Canadians are kicking the shit out of you like here, Frost is not going to swim in the NHL. It's not possible. Yeah, I agree. Not yet. Not in this series, anyway. I mean, dude. They like didn't Shea even give him a chance during the fucking play-in round. No. These guys can't. They're like fucking lions back there. They can't wait to hit you when you get into the— If Carey Price doesn't if Carey Price doesn't get to that puck on a four-check, Shea Weber and uh, Sherratt are licking their chops, man. Oh, yeah. They can't wait to lay somebody They've out. They've quite a few people in this series. Yep, and I, I believe, I mean, like you said, I believe that's why Farabee's not in this game. I don't think he's injured, but I have no doubt that he's beat up. Maintenance you know? day. Yeah, because he played well enough to definitely stay in the lineup, but he's, you know, he's not in his man body yet. Yeah. So I'm surprised I haven't seen body. any cries for Igor Zumala yet. <laughs> I forgot he's even up here, shit. Hag, dude, Hag played well, man. He He didn't play bad. He did his job. This is the exact kind of series where he excels. You know what really excel in this series? Sam Moran! <laughs> Big boy, yeah. He would, actually. This is the kind of series where... And they do need some more speed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to bash him from the speed, but you need somebody that can handle themselves in their own zone. And yeah. Haig is your guy in that sense. You need somebody to clear the porch, get in there, be physical. Don't let these fucking Habs walk all over you like they did in game two. You need to be more physical. And really, that was the key to this game from a Flyers perspective. Everybody was more physical. Everybody was throwing hits and out there and taking the body and and blocking shots and just getting shit done. Yeah. It was a team. So, obviously, there were blemishes in this game, the power play. You know, they looked slow at some points. But all in all, team win. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't really... Com- a win's a win. I can't really complain about that. Way to do it, because that's how the Canadians are playing, too. Yeah. So, uh, this is going to be the series, like we already said. You know, it's going to. this is what it's going to be. Sluggish, 2-1, 3-2. Uh, and then watch. If the Flyers advance, which we think that they will, they'll be a different team. They'll be back to themselves. But right now, I think... <laughs> Depending on who they face in the next round. Yeah, I, I think it's a case of the team that they're playing. I mentioned it, I forget, on one of these motherfucking shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, the uh, same way most of the time. Yeah, I mean, they had trouble with the Canadians during the regular season. They had to beat them twice in overtime, I think it was, or a shootout yes. in one of them, and then they got they got the doors blown off 4-1 to one at home. Around the uh, so, I mean, the, it was this was never going to be a walk in the park. Tampa is up 2-1 on Columbus. Islanders are up 3-0 on the Caps. Boston is up 2-1 on Carolina. Those two are just seeing who can lose more players first. Yeah. Uh, the West, Vegas up 3-1 on Chicago. Colorado is up 2-1 on Arizona. Calgary and Dallas tied at 2. Vancouver up 2-0 on St. Louis. And Vancouver just scored the first of the game. They're up 1-0 early in the second period. Wow. The Boston Carolina, Tukaras goes home, wants to be with his family. Totally understandable in a place like this. And the fucking internet just tore the poor guy a new fucker. Uh, unbelievable the way he was handled uh, from perspective there. But then Svechnikov, did you see that fucking injury? Yeah. Oh my god. His leg bent about 15 different directions. 
his foot, he got tangled up with, I believe it was a Dana Chara. Yep. And his foot went right as he started to fall down. His knee went left, and then the rest of his body went right. It's like, oh my God. Did that you see the disgusting. shit that, that uh, what's his name? Jack, Jack Edwards? Edwards? Yeah. Dude, what a fucking caveman, dude. I can't believe that tweet's still up. Yeah. I feel like you can't take it down now. Like, there's some check marks commenting on it. Oh, everybody commented on it. At dude, point. like, what a douchebag thing to say, dude. Yeah. Like, this kid, he's, you know he's going to miss significant time. Yeah, he's, uh, I believe they said he's not coming back. That oh, was did they said. say? I believe they said they're waiting for the MRI, but Brenda Moore said that he's probably not coming back, which yeah, that's, I don't blame him. I'm surprised his leg's still attached after that shit. Yeah, that's a shame. Speaking dude. of dumb shit, commentators say, can we get rid of Mike Milbury, please? <laughs> Please. It made me laugh tonight. I think a bunch of people beat me to the tweet, so I didn't even bother. But when the, that four-minute power play, or whatever <laughs> oh, it was. he's bleeding. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a double though. I don't think four-minute minor. Yeah. He's up for <laughs> double sticking, and I'm like, okay. And then he goes, huh? I guess it is. And it's like his <laughs> nose is fucking leaking here, bud. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't think there's enough blood for four minutes. He said, yeah. Now I asked this question. During one of the exhibition games, uh, one of the the, the play-in games, I'm going to ask it again. Was he drunk? When tonight, Mike Milbury? Nah, he just he sounds just, super the energy tough. gets low and he gets quiet and then he starts slurring his speech and rambling on about nothing. Is it just because the Flyers win and he's disappointed? Is it because he's like 75 and can't keep his shit together anymore? Like, what is going on? (laughs) He sounds like me after a fucking half gallon of vodka. I'm wondering. (laughs) Like, Milbury, are you okay over there, bud? (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. I don't... Part of me, like, part of me likes listening to him now because I, I just laugh. I just I'm can't like, oh my god, this guy's fucking out. And then I turn the fucking. I have this Vancouver St. Louis game under the back on. I was waiting for you to call, and I hear Pierre Maguire, and I'm like, fuck off! Can't get away. Like, I can't get away from this shit. Just give me Jim Jackson and Keith Jones. What are we doing here? Even Bill Coleman, for fuck's sake, who was talking about his wood on the other game. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why they don't do Keith Jones during the game. They keep him for after the games. Keith Jones is great. I, I Always don't think actually in the bubble no is the issue there. The only I person the I ever hear him put down is Mike Milbury. Which is rightfully so. I thought Bush and Milbury, if they weren't separated here, I'm pretty sure they would start fighting. They should be in the booth together. Yeah. I like <sighs> What an unbearable commentary team. Forsland's not bad. I guess, but I can't take it anymore when I turn this game and flipped on NBC and there's fucking Mike Milbury and his stupid face standing there. I'm like, God Just damn it. <laughs> I've heard people say they mute the TV and turn on that radio broadcast. I might to have to do that. Yet, actually. I don't know if there's any delay there or not, but. <sighs> We're up two to one, baby. 2-1, next game is Tuesday at 3. More inconvenient times for a hockey game. Then Wednesday, they do play Wednesday, but they get back-to-back there. Uh, it's Isn't TBD it as a time yet. So, What the fuck with these three games? Like, why? Is that is that the only time slots for the East, 12-3 and 8? I believe so, yeah. Fucking hell. Well, they're never going to play at 12. 
So it's either three or eight, I guess. I guess as they're rotating. As soon as we move on here in the playoffs, their games are going to go later. These afternoon games will fuck off. But uh, God damn it, are they annoying? Yeah, they really are. And fucking eight o'clock. A three man, p- at least fuck? make it like four or five, a little later. Fuck. Yeah. Three's so goddamn inconvenient. For a fucking league that brought this whole goddamn playoff back so they can make money off TV ratings, and you're going to play games at 3 p.m. Idiots. That's true. And 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Dude, how about the the uh, the Islanders? They're, like, dominating the uh, Capitals. They're kind of scary right now. They really are, dude. Which fucking... That'll be the next issue the Flyers have, I guess. <laughs> but... Well, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm like, these guys could really make a run to the finals here, the way they're they playing. Are, I mean... they're, like, they're, like, they're like Montreal, but with a good system in place. Right. They're just grinding yeah. the fuck out of these teams. Yep. That was the I biggest think... issue. Like, when we were selecting wins, the Brotherly Pod uh, playoff predictions, and it's like, do you pick the almost sure things in Flyers, Tampa, Washington, and Boston, or do you pick the fucking home wreckers in Montreal, Columbus, Islanders, and Carolina? And so I'm looking at these series here, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck to pick anymore. Yeah, you could really flip a coin for all these, yeah. Yep. I just I just think the Capitals were, uh, they had some issues on defense, and I think they're starting to, they're still yeah, around. Yeah, I think their window is, uh, yeah, it's close. They're going to lose. I think they won piece. very late in their Stanley Cup window. They realistically yeah. should have won like 2013. <laughs> like yep. they uh yeah, they're getting a little older back there. They're starting to pull yep. the Chicago just picking random guys to uh come fill a hole here. Their coach is a douche. Yeah. Barry Trotz is just clowning that guy. Barry Trotz, man. What a fucking legend. One of the best coaches of our lifetime, I think. I believe no doubt. so, yeah. Every, I wonder why Nashville wasn't any better than they were. He he was their first coach, right? He was their coach for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, building an and... expansion team, I think, was a lot harder like back then when you weren't just given great players. I believe it took they were a little while best, to get going. Actually, weren't they? I read a whole series about this over the summer, and I don't remember what the hell who was who anymore, but I think they were one of the uh, luckier teams in that sense. But Oh, really? I just remember guys like Martin Erat. Uh, fuck, who else played for them? David Team Legwand. Legwand, yeah, he was. He was like one of their first picks. Was he? A, was he their first, first overall pick? I believe so. Yeah. First round pick. David Legwand. Yeah, he was around for a while. Pick. Was he their? Uh, I think he was like a second overall pick, wasn't he? Uh, let's see here. Second Chris. overall in '98. Yeah. Still around. Nah, uh, I think he was with Detroit and maybe floated around one more spot. Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo. Wow. He was in one of the players you forgot. I don't remember which one of those teams it was. Though. Huh. Nashville for 98. He joined them to 2014. 16 years with one team, and then he played for three more? Yeah. Damn, that's a long career. When did he stop? 2016. 15-16 was his last year. Wow, it feels a lot longer. It's, well, I guess that's four years ago. Hmm. I keep thinking we're in 2018. It looks like Jake Allen is starting for the Blues tonight. Yeah, he is. I thought Blake that was Tarasenko scratched as well. <laughs> yep. Don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Craig Bruby's taking a stand when they're down 2-0 and currently losing in this game. 
I picked Vancouver, man, in that series. They, you they're you a and Anthony team. picked Vancouver. Yeah. They're a fun team to watch. I was not expecting... <coughs> I was expecting to be competitive. I was not expecting them Same to here. kick the shit out of St. Louis like this. Blues look weird, though. They don't. They look like how like I thought Boston would look in the, the play-in. And the one-hit uh... wonder of Jordan Bennington and haven't been able to right the ship. Then you have Jake Allen, who's a goddamn disaster in his own right. It's still one nothing. Uh, yes, I believe so. There's a commercial right <coughs> Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat over here. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> what a nightmare. What's going to happen next game? Who's going to win? Uh, I'm going to go Flyers. Uh, see, I'll never pick against the Flyers, so it's like pretty like tough to ask me, but I think it's going to be a lot of the same. Yeah. I would like to see the Flyers like get more traffic to the net though. Yeah. Get like he looks comfortable back there. He's coming out of the crease doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, that's like you know what I mean? Make it a little tough. I put out a tweet and I was like half joking, like just run the fucking goalie. But I was half serious too. Like make him uncomfortable. At this point, yeah, getting a getting his head a little bit may not be the worst thing they can do. Yeah, get him off his game. He's too comfortable coming out of the net, going and getting pucks, like fucking doing every whatever he wants. Make him stay in the net. Yeah, they got to start pushing a little harder. They're, they yeah. Montreal's done a very good job, especially on the power play, of just keeping the Flyers to the board. They're yep. not giving them a goddamn inch. And uh, I think yeah. you're right. I think the rest of the series is going to look very similar to this. Now the Even Flyers are back in the driver's seat with 2-1, so hopefully they don't blow it again. I cannot Dude. take this series going to fucking seven games, but send Thompson out there to take a two minute penalty. Just slew foot the goalie or something, dude. Like something that's gonna piss everybody off, get price fight off. Fight fire this game. with fire. Go out there and start wrecking their shit because they're doing it to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to call Av arrogant or anything because he. I think they did change up their style, which I was glad to see. But uh, it still looks like they were trying to force their game a little bit. Yeah. Like, dude, adjust because it's not working. Don't yeah, be stubborn. From an attack standpoint, they're they're still trying to force their game. From a defense standpoint, they played much better this game, which is yeah, why Montreal I, didn't run all over them. That's how they're going to have to win, I but think. But their offense so, is still uh, shoddy at best. Yeah, and that's what scares me because we saw Montreal put up five, and the Flyers are going to struggle to score goals. And that's why I brought up that Stanley Cup Finals, those scores, man, because I, I think there's significance there. Well, Claude Julien's dead, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> and I did wonder, like, if that had anything to do, like, is 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 Mahler going to be as good of a coach as Julien? So there's always know. something this far. It wasn't game one was Hart's birthday, and they played for him. Last game, Claude Julien died, and they were fighting for him. Now Lindblom comes back and was in the stands watching them, and now they're fighting for him. Yeah, what the hell sick. happened next? Who's the sacrifice for game four? <laughs> Yeah, for real, yeah. I don't know. Maybe God they'll forbid. play for uh, Sam Rand on the big screen or something. Maybe uh, Michelle Therrien. God, get that, shoot that fucker into the sun. Let's leave him in Montreal. Let him go back there. Yeah. Power play sucks ass. Yeah. I had a, I had a Veronica on from Happy Hour on one of our shows, and <laughs> she said they loved Michelle Therrien up there, and they and they loved Dale Weiss because. The, Dale Weiss would play well for Michelle Terrien. And I was like, fuck, man, you can take them back. You can have both of them. 
Oh, St. Louis just scored. Did Dale Weiss even play tonight? Mm, I don't know. I didn't hear his name called once. I feel like I would have known his ugly asses out there. Maybe he got benched. Uh, can you imagine Dale Weiss getting benched? I don't even know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Some coach is allowed to bench Dale Weiss. What a weird concept. <laughs> Let's see here. Montreal. No, he did not play tonight. So he, was a, he got scratched. He did indeed get scratched. And Dave Haxtell cried his eyes out somewhere tonight. Wheels we not in play. either. I don't think he's played wow. yet. Imagine these guys were like on our top like three lines last year. Yep. And they're getting scratched for a 31-40 team. 12th seed or 8th, whatever. Pitiful. I don't even know who half these people are. I feel like they're not playing. Belzeely oh. played 414 for the Hams. Jake he just Evans played four played minutes, that's it. 414. Jake Evans played 451. Thanks what? for showing up, boys. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, he, that's even worse than the JVR treatment. <laughs> the only reason, J, you know what, though, dude? The only reason JVR had five more minutes because he was on the fucking power play. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He would have played five minutes if he wasn't. Yeah. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Seven million dollars. Seven million dollar fourth liner who can't score on the power play. Awesome. And he's around for three more years. That was Ron Hextall's last fuck you to this team. <laughs> for real, dude. You fired me. Fine. I'll hamstring you with a seven million dollar shithole for the next three years. <laughs> fuck. He's just a shell. They gotta do something about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, like Seattle can't come soon enough. They have to do something before Seattle. There's no way they can go in with this guy next year. So I was having a chat with somebody today on uh, the Twitter. I think it was Terry G. He said that JVR played well with Montreal, and I'm wondering, like, okay, well, who did he play with? Was he playing with Marner? Was he playing with Nylander, Kapanen? I believe he was. Uh, like those kind of guys, and I'm like, okay, well. Who's he playing with here? And it's like Derek Grant, Albeck Kubel. They've tried. He played Scott with Ball. everybody this year, though. Yeah, I get it. He was it, on the but... first line and second line and third line. They tried everything. They built the whole fucking power play around this guy for six months. That's why yeah. Drew was on the wrong wall. They yeah. sacrificed everything to get him going, and it didn't work. That's why I have no interest in trying this shit in the playoffs. You tried it all year. You're beating this dead horse beyond recognition now. For Christ's sake, give up. <laughs> Try somebody else. Let Farabee go out there and play that role. Let somebody who's going to be your net front guy for the next 15 years play that role. That's the shitty part because I like I, I agree with you. I don't think that you're wrong. But Farabee's going to get torched if he tries to be the net front presence in this series because of guys like Weber and Chirac. That is a you know risk I, mean? I am willing to take. That that's the only reason why I'm like, let's go, let let's sacrifice JVR because he's a big body dude. Just stand in front of Price, take the punishment, and maybe tip a puck. Yeah, I mean, one of those four power play goals in the regular season will come through. <laughs> he only scored four. Yeah, that's fucking bad. Four power play goals and a power play designed to make JVR score. That's just I. It's not even like. It's not even like they didn't give him a chance and everybody wants him in and is not. It's that they gave him too much of a chance and he didn't show anything. And I want nothing to do with this guy ever again. 
Yeah, I got nothing. I'm, I'm just trying to find a way to get him going. Trying to find a way to get G How going. How about worry about getting Couturier going? Or Kevin Hayes going? Or Claude Giroux going? Couturier there are good far more tonight. important people to handle right now than JVR. Yeah, but these are the guys who are going to put the pucks in the net. JVR can't put the fucking puck in the net, though. That's the issue. That's where this whole thing stems from. <laughs> he could. At one time, he could. Many uh, moons ago. I don't even know why I'm arguing for JVR. I don't even know why. I don't why. know either. <laughs> Just that if he could score, that's how he would score. Sure. As he's done in the past. Five 19. plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think the score is going to be on uh, Tuesday? And who scores? It's going to be 2-1. Flyers win? Question mark. <laughs> uh, I don't know who scores. Let's give it to. As I belt right in the mic, uh, Voracek and Pitlick. He's due. Ooh, Tyler Gritlick. All right. Yeah, I could see two to one. I would like to see some goals, but I just hope the Flyers win. They need that three one. Yeah. I'll settle for wins at this point. If I don't give a shit what happens as long as they win. If they can win next game and go up 3-1 and they want to fuck around for another game or two, fine, okay? <laughs> Just yeah. keep that 3-1 edge so you can give yourself a chance here to fucking get out ASAP. Win one out of three after With that. With at least the, the least physical damage possible. That's the other thing. You're going to get torched by this Canadians team and kick the shit out. Now you're going to have to go play somebody else? Yeah. You know, that's how you got you to gotta keep that stamina up. So get out of this series as quick as fucking possible. It's like I'm looking forward to watching the game, but when the game finally comes on, I know I'm just going to be like, I'm saying you're stressed out of my mind. The slop, yeah. Oh, what a, yeah. Messy game and too close to be comfortable with all this mess. Yeah, I saw, I saw some guys, you know, complaining that it's a sloppy game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it, that's just the way that these teams are playing. Like, Montreal's giving them no choice but to be a sloppy team. Right, and I think the Flyers kind of started doing the same thing to Montreal on this yes, one. Yes, yeah. The, you know? From a defensive perspective, they gave them all kinds of hell. And they, yeah. they never walked in. And I said at the beginning, I never felt like there was a super opportunity there. Montreal hit four posts tonight. And yeah. I never felt like there was danger there. I felt like they did a very good job playing defense and keeping the high danger chances subdued, whereas in game two, they just let them walk all over them. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, happy with the defense tonight. Yes, how they played much the... better. Much, much better. Robert Hague four... is the guy for the job. Provorov oh, looked yeah. much more convincing. Niskanen had a good game, which is a big one. Justin Braun didn't fuck everything up. So, no, Happy with the defense. Happy with the defense. No happy with the goaltending. Happy with the defensive play by the forwards, offense. but Jesus Christ, score a goal! Yeah, I hate what they're doing offensively, <laughs> man. They just like so I said, bland. like I mentioned, how can a team with so much talent be so goddamn bland? They don't know how to score For on price. For fuck's sake! Don't. And they don't have a legit net front presence guy. They just don't have that. Like a Simmons type guy is the perfect type guy for this series. We were so Who spoiled can... for so long with back to we back were. to back to back guy. You had Leclerc, and then Knubel took over for Leclerc, and then Hartnell took over for for Knubel, and then uh, Simmons took over for Hartnell. It's like 
So true, dude. Now you're left with a shell of JVR and Joel Therby weighs 140 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> like you need you need something here. Maybe that should be at the top of their uh, off season yep. wish list this year. Yep, I agree. That's so. what's missing though, dude. They don't have that nasty guy that'll do anything to stay in front of the net. No. So I don't know. What are you going to do? You got to figure out a way to make it work. Before we came on here, you said we weren't going to talk an hour about this game, and we have now talked 51 minutes about this game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, I think we covered everything. Did we miss anything here? There's a lot to unpack in these games is what it is. It's fun. It's one nothing games, but there's a lot to uh, there's a lot of storylines to cover. Carter Hart stole two games in this series. Oh, absolutely. He If they fucking – obviously, it's too early here, but Jesus Christ. He is already in for the Smythe. Oof, wow. If he has to do this for the next 14 games, <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> Give him two Consmites. He deserves it. Give him two, yeah. Dude, that's, uh, I mean, he stole game one. This way, in 20 years from now, he can do an Enterprise commercial. <laughs> oh, I left my Stanley Cup in my rental car. I left my Jennings trophy. Shut the fuck up, Marty Brothers. <laughs> I was looking These for commercials that in general, fuck off. It's the same four <laughs> commercials for every single game of hockey I'm watching, and I can't take it anymore. Nothing beats the Subway one. Oh, God. The Subway uh, one, the Duncan one. I knitted this wall in the box. Thanks, pasta. Shut the hell up. <laughs> fuck. I like that one, actually, though. <sighs> I, I can't. It's the same four commercials. You knitted that? Yeah. I need a little bit every time I'm in the box. <laughs> okay, pasta. Cool. I've heard that. I kind of don't. You kind of want that little uh, that little sweater though. That would be uh, something I would uh, invest in. Yes. <laughs> there you go, dude. Sweater for your uh... angry and negative koozie. <laughs> koozie sweater. Are koozies available? Masks are available. Everybody, angry negative masks. Order oh one. yeah. Mm. The uh, yeah, red bubble them, shop. I went through and I was like. I can't find masks and I figured out I didn't actually turn the mask option on so I got uh, the regular Angry Negative Show logo the old one not the current one with Gritty I got a uh, and then I sized up the other two I sized up so there's Harry and there's one with the unicorn pooping you have Harry the hot dog mask I indeed bought a Harry the hot dog mask yes okay I might have to get that <laughs> I'll uh, shoot you the link yeah thanks uh, can we get a koozie is this an option yet should be Get a mug. It's goddamn summertime. Get a water bottle. Speaking of summertime, dude, worst summer ever. In in in, there's a travel mug. In what sense? Because there's a whole lot of senses of shitty fucking summers right now, Jim. Like <laughs> the fact that it's 95 degrees with 100 percent humidity every single day. Yeah, that sucks ass. Yeah, and like we're just trapped. Yeah, can't do nothing. Dude, I w- I went to the city uh, Friday night. And everything closed. Oh, my God. Actually, if you want to hear a quick uh, date story, tragic night for me. <laughs> sure so did. this is why I had to miss the post game, actually. Did you do one Friday night? I did one by myself, yeah. Okay. So sorry for that. They had made you do a solo show. But uh, I had a date, and I should have known these were all signs. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so... I can't find my wallet. I, I like to be early, like 20 minutes, 25 minutes early so I can get there and make sure the reservations, you know, everything's taken care of, whatever. Can't find my wallet. 
finally find it. That takes a couple minutes. I'm running behind. My one car doesn't start because if I don't drive it for a long time, the battery just dies, and I guess it died. So I'm like, fuck, I got to jump in the other one. The Ben Franklin Bridge is like shut down or some shit. So I take the Walt Whitman, so that makes that's an extra five, ten minutes. I park at the first parking garage I find, and the elevator is shut down. And so I'm like way late at this point. So I finally find an elevator to get out of the parking garage, and I have to walk like 10 minutes because, like I said, I panicked and I parked at the first one I saw when I could have just parked that one very close to where I was going. So I call this girl up, and I'm like, hey, I'm running like five minutes behind. I'll be there in five minutes. My GPS is like like wonking out, so it's taking me in the wrong direction. Long story short here, I get to the restaurant. I miss the reservation uh, time by two minutes, lose the reservation. So I'm wow. just wandering the city with this chick for an hour, and we finally settle on a place to eat. And they go, it's, it's like 9.45. They're like, yeah, the we have to close everything down by 10. So I'm like, holy fuck, worst <laughs> date ever. But... Luckily, she was cool and things worked out. But how many things could go wrong in that amount of time? Like that was like six things, seven things. It was just terrible. So that's my story. I uh, sent you the link for the masks. Thanks. Harry Thank you. The unicorn one. Ah, I just got it. Twelve oh four. Holy fuck, man! Yeah, happy uh, Monday, everybody. 12. Another uh, story for you. I smoked a little bit too much of the ganja last night. I was uh, <laughs> panicking till four o'clock in the morning by myself. <laughs> not fun, dude. Oh Jesus, Emma. Yeah, not fun. That was my Saturday night. From from twelve thirty to three thirty in the morning, I was bugging the fuck out. <laughs> Texting my brother, "Yo, you awake?" <laughs> Yeah. Aren't you too old to do dumb shit like that? Dude, uh, so I like smoke a little bit because it helps with Crohn's disease, the CBD. It's not even a high THC strain. It's so you're not, I'm not supposed to get high, but I'm such a lightweight that I, I do if I smoke too much or I didn't eat or some shit. That's what fucked me up. But it's just the worst feeling, man. And I'm fucking beat from it today. Like it took everything out of me. <laughs> Can't wait to go to sleep. Yeah, did my fair share of drinking <coughs> last week. Oh, dude, what's today's date? Another two weeks for me, and I'll be able to have a fucking drink. August 17th. Holy shit, man. Nine months of that shit. Hanging out with this uh, chick and uh, an old friend from high school. And uh, there are very few people I've ever come across that can keep up with me. From a drinking perspective. Because when I drink, I drink to die. I don't give a shit. And <laughs> You're young. You're young. She's, yeah, she's fucking drinking me under the table. And I'm like, how are you doing this? It's fucking great. She's a keeper. Unfortunately, I uh, prefer cool. dick. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it's all the same in the end. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make an exception <laughs> this one time, I guess. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, oh, God, we're still recording. Oh, well. Yeah, let the people in on our personal lives about our drug abuse. <laughs> it's, it's a medicine. It's medical. 
as is for medical uh, purposes. Alcohol. It is a million degrees in this fucking studio. Holy shit! What time is it? It's seventy-one eight in here at midnight. It wasn't even that hot outside today. Why is it hot in here? Fuck. That's rough. Felt like fall today. It was nice it was out. Nice. Took a dog for like a mile walk. Yep. Wore a jersey all day long. I didn't do that. It's not that fucking cool yet, but been arranging all my jerseys lately putting more up for sale on ebay dan the flyer fan this is a seller links are on my twitter page there you go attaboy boy. sold a whole bunch of uh shane gossesbury shirts this weekend get the fuck out really yeah, I sold three i put up four a while ago because it was when he first debuted i got a whole bunch of his shirts the home away stadium series the winter classic or whatever it was uh, the 50th anniversaries, and I was like, fuck, why'd I do this? So I put them all up for, and sold three or four of them this weekend, yeah. Guy plays in two games, never wants to buy a shirt. It's funny. Hey. Money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Shane Costas anymore. No wonder why you're all over him. Yeah, you didn't play that bad. You're trying to fucking shell, sell a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a businessman, Jim. That's what we do. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this will wrap this shit up. I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning, actually, with Anthony, as we have Sean Simpson of TSN Ottawa on to talk the Senators' atrocious offseason and what we expect out of them. Uh, Eric Arlinson, the Tampa Bay Lightning Insider, will be with us on Friday. Uh, You can listen to the show we did on last Friday, I guess. It was a Thursday. Friday? Thursday. With... uh, uh, George Richards, the Florida Panthers insider, if you want to know what's going on down there with Sergey Bobrovsky and Dale Talon. Uh, doing a uh, giveaway on Brotherly Puck as well. Finally got around to that. I've had this jersey set aside for a while now and decided to finally put them up. So look at that shit. Um, he yeah. got up. Uh, it's uh, Giroux and Voracek right now. Oh, good pair. So we got a... Uh, couple more here as the playoffs hopefully go on you got some good shows lined up over there too yeah anthony's been very busy getting guests on so there you go it's just about making time in my day to make it all happen <laughs> <laughs> but uh i guess we'll be back for a post game on tuesday in some form you good oh, yeah. with that i don't know if nick's available or not but yeah yeah it'll be another fucking oh it'll be an early one won't it uh, yeah I'll it's be an early game yeah we can do a post game whenever after that yeah, I'll be around Tuesday for sure. All right. Well, we'll be back Tuesday. Jimbo, you got a, anything you want to plug over there? Just check out hwhockey.net. We uh, did a bunch of shows this past week. Uh, they must be good because you guys are listening. So if you haven't listened, check them out. See what you're missing. We had uh, Settlemeyer came on. He had some great stories. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that yet, though, uh, Dan, but he uh, had some great stories on there. One about Ray Emery that you might appreciate. I thought it was pretty good. So check out that episode. Check out some of our other stuff, guys. Holy That's pretty shit! Pretty much it. David Perron just fucking sniped a shot. He scored. Holy beautiful! What a pass wow. by O'Reilly. Holy god! St. Louis up two one in that series with one fifty eight left in the second, I believe. I don't have my glasses on. I can't actually see. That could I could say like forty five minutes for all I know. But all right, everybody, wrap it up. Till next time, goodbye and good night. Come back!